0: The Twins salvage a game in Chicago. They win the finale behind another masterful performance from Dylan Bundy and uh, some timely hitting. We're going to break it all down for you on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. It's Sunday, September 4th, one week out from football. But today we're talking baseball. I'm Nash Walker, the host of Lockdown Twins. With me, writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. Brandon twins win the series finale. It's a little touch and go there for a minute, but they found a way.
1: For the AL central mid off that we were expecting, it was actually a pretty solidly pitched game and the twins it had the feel though. Let's just say it had the feel of one where you and I have had to recap with uh hanging heads because until Joan Joan Duran came in and put out the fire, it things were a little bleak in Mudville, let's just say.
0: Yeah, Michael Former gave up a lot of hard contact there in the seventh inning. And then yeah. Duran comes in as the fireman and <laughs> perfectly plays a bunt. And then gets a big strikeout on Romy Gonzalez and just nasty. He's so nasty. And then comes back out for the eighth. One, two, three, eighth, sets up the twins to win. I think Brandon personally, and Reese says Duran for team MVP. I think he has passed Luis Saraize in my mind. I know like the war numbers don't don't really say that, of course, for a reliever, but I think he's been the most valuable player on the team this year. I mean, are we
1: underselling Byron Buxton in that case, or is it come down to uh, the best ability is availability, which Duran, I mean, there's a caveat there too, that he's had probably a little bit more of uh, training wheels on than most fans would like, but this is uncharted territory, rookie, throwing like 103 miles an hour you're going to handle a guy like that with kid gloves. And I think that you have to have Duran in that conversation. Is it like giving the Cy Young to Edwin Diaz this season? No, not necessarily because you have to look at a guy's overall impact on the team over the course of the season. Also too, it's probably unfair, but part of the replacement level factor in how you and I are going to look at this is look who was pitching these spots before it was Emilio Pagan, who I think gave up a home run every other time he faced a batter when he was facing Cleveland. So yeah, that probably clouds our view a little bit, but for all that has gone wrong this weekend, the twins could be in a share of first
0: place at the end of business today. Wouldn't that be just crazy? Crazy. And I think this win is it's important to not get swept, but it's important because they now have the season series edge. It's one game, but they're up 7-6 yep. on the White Sox. So you can view that in some ways as being a three-game gap between the two teams. Of course, all it takes is the Sox you know, being two games better than them the rest yep. of the way. But that, that's a big win. They're in the driver's seat in that season series with six to go, and you got three on the road out of the way. So three at Target Field against Chicago, three in Chicago to finish the season. So for that reason, I think it's, it's, it's a good win. It's a it's a bigger swing than it seems like too losing three in a row versus losing
1: two of three, because that game that you lost the night before is effectively wiped out in the standings. So you really lost a game in the standings to a team that was behind you in the first place. So, yeah, it it felt pretty lousy to lose both of those games. Obviously, last night, much more, more, uh, more or no, sorry, um, the first game, much more so than last night. Um, but yeah, if you can wipe the slate clean, you know, you lose in such commanding fashion, almost get no hit the night before and then wipe it clean with, uh, another Dylan Bundy solid start that that's baseball, man. I mean, it's, it's the same thing we say when they lose tough games, they also have to win tough games. And that's just the name of the game.
0: Let's talk Dylan Bundy and Tyler Malley after this word from bet online, bet net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Brandon, Dylan Bundy has dominated the White Sox for the most part this year, and he did it again Sunday. That was very important. Lucas Giolito was wiggling out of trouble, wiggling around hard contact for much of his outing. And Bundy was just better today. Yeah, he was pretty solid and not a bad job to go into the White Sox Stadium that
1: we haven't heard you say the name yet for this series. They've earned um, a weekend off of that. Yeah, brother. that's fair. Uh, <laughs> Bundy was solid. Again, he he almost is like the spinning image of Michael Pineda. You and I were talking about Michael Pineda getting DFA'd off the air, just came through the Twitter feed here a couple minutes ago. He's basically been the guy that throws 89-90, keeps you in games, and he's been okay. I mean, the ERA on the season, 4-3-4, I could definitely see Big Mike having a number like that with how he pitched the last year or two here in Minnesota. So i I still don't really have that much of a problem, though, with him not being pushed that far. And 66 pitches, 47 strikes, I guess that would mean – mathematically what 19 balls that's a pretty good day of work for five innings and again i know he has a sub three era or did in august but in july it was almost six so is it managing him a certain way is it just the ebbs and flows of a guy who doesn't throw that hard but someone was trying to tell me he's certainly cleaned uh turned a circle turned a corner Uh, eh, i'm not sold on it they need to be very careful here
0: Michael Fulmer today, not good. This is what stands out to me about Fulmer. Coming into today, Brandon, we knew this at the Trade deadline. It's been the case all year. But against right-handed hitters this year, 155 batting average with a 469 OPS, but lefties at 317 with an 840 OPS. And he comes in and he faces two lefties right out of the gate after Aloy. He, Gavin Sheets and Yasmani Grandal, and he's not just bad to me against lefties. Like he's almost BP against lefties. So that's something to consider there. I thought maybe they'd go to Jack's second, go to Fulmer for the top of the order. And then Jack's second. What did you think of that?
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, they, they've they still kind of shied away from Trevor McGill in spots too, yeah. that have all been all like
0: teams, this. I don't think.
1: Right. So, yeah, I think, wasn't the deal with Fulmer 2, he'd allowed like, just a couple barrels to right-handed hitters or something no. like that? And I mean, the numbers would back that up. 469 OPS is absolutely, it's like absolutely. a pitcher hitting, a decent pitcher hitting. So I, he's going to have to be used mix and match, almost like Caleb Thielbar before he broke out a bit. You know, when Caleb, Caleb Thielbar wasn't throwing 94, he had to be kind of mixed and matched with. You kind of feel a little better about him against righties now than I think you do Fulmer against lefties. But yeah, there's a reason why on the the power ranking of bullpen, Fulmer's no higher than fourth for me. And it's uh, pretty easy, maybe even fifth or sixth, depending on how you feel bar, depending on how you view, view McGill, easy for me to say. Um, but yeah, he's he's just going to have to be used in a certain way that um, that makes him a little less vulnerable, which you know, is, uh, it's hard to do in today's game, but, you know, based on bench matchups and that sort of thing, but two, I mean, maybe there's some hope that he can, uh, you know, get the slider going against lefties or something. I don't know, but right now it's just, it just, it doesn't look good.
0: It's interesting because they Jack's has had 11 straight scoreless outings. So you don't blame them for going to Jack's for the top right. of the order there. And then the middle of the order has sheets and grand Ole, So it's, it was tricky with the way that their lineup looked today, because they have so many right-handed hitters, but then the two back-to-back, you got Sheets and Grandall So it could just be a matchup thing too.
1: Kind of annoying that Elvis Andrews had such a good series too. I mean, he's yeah. been absolute dog water for Oakland all season. I hate calling him dog water, but he was so bad that Oakland dumped him. Like, yeah, Billy B- And he's hitting, he's hitting leadoff for the White Sox. Like, what?
0: Yeah, such a good fit though at the time. <laughs> Tim Anderson on the injured list. I mean, I guess, yeah. Made a ton of sense to pick him up a veteran option. Unfortunately, Tyler Malley went on the injured list today. They said there's a plan, Brandon. There's a plan to fill his spot in the rotation. Josh Winder. Is it Louis Varland? Is it Ober coming up already to fill that spot? What do you foresee happening? Is it Aaron Sanchez who probably needs to make up a start for Sonny Gray? I mean, what's gonna go on here in the rotation? What if it's Michael Pineda? No, <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking, kidding. I was just oh, thinking man. that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh honestly the 40 man implications tell me that it probably won't be Louis Varland because, so don't get me wrong. The guys that are on the 60, I can't remember if winders on the 60, but I'm certain that Ober is Um, those guys still need a spot cleared, but if you add Varland, then your bottleneck gets even further because they have so many guys on the 60 day IL who are going to have to come off either some point this season to still play Or in the offseason, when they're already going to have a bottleneck because they've got a bunch of pretty good prospects that need to be added. Uh, Wallner comes to mind, a few other guys. Um, Austin Martin might be on that list, I'm not certain. Um, So I don't know. Would I like to see Louis Varland? Absolutely. Would I like to see Simeon Woods Richardson? Absolutely. Um, I know he wasn't discussed, I'm just throwing names out. But to me, it's probably going to be something uninspiring like, Uh, Bailey Ober piggybacked by Josh Winder or vice versa. That's not uninspiring from the standpoint of Bailey Ober's been pretty good and we have high hopes for Josh Winder. At least I do. But, you know, Ober's just, he's not that exciting. And Winder, based on even his stuff, his swinging strike rate hasn't been that great. You know, he's still got some growing pains. So I don't want people to get too excited, but I get the feeling it's probably going to be someone semi-uninspiring or Aaron Sanchez.
0: Maybe this is the point in the season where where the pitching depth shows up. Finally, you know, a little bit, the pitching depth shows up where Over's coming back and, you know, maybe it's Dobnak filling a couple innings. They might get creative with that spot, but I, I think the one thing I don't want to see and the one thing I don't think you want to see either is someone like Chi Chi Gonzalez, who's no longer in the organization, but somebody like that filling a spot. And I know Aaron Sanchez has done a decent job for them, I guess, but I, I would much rather see, an overwinder piggyback than, you know, a quadruple A starter. Are you saying you don't respect current Yankees yes. farmhand, Chichi Gonzalez? Hey, he won them a game. Well,
1: help them win a game. Kind yeah. of. So. Well,
0: uh,
1: that. wasn't that against like Kevin Gaussman or something. Yeah. 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 I, I keep, I get screwed up with him and Chichi Rodriguez, that old time golfer who would do the weird, like Zorro with his, uh, with his golf clubs. If people yeah. don't know who that is, if they're too young, YouTube it. He is hilarious, but I always screw up that name. Um, Yeah. And now he's with the Yankees. So uh, obviously he's going to beat the twins in the first round of the uh, first game of the ALCS or something.
0: Speaking of the Yankees, we'll finish with this. The twins are going to New York for a four game set starting labor day afternoon. Can the New York Aaron judges stay in the eight man slump for another week? Here's the thing about the Yankees. It's, it is, it's been Aaron judge and everybody else. Like the bottom of their lineup has been horrific, but Brandon, we know, we know what this means. I mean, it feels like we wait, know what's wait, coming here. Wait, <laughs> does that mean the rest of the lineup is the jury? <laughs> yeah. The jury.
1: Yeah. I might have to tweet that. I'm sure someone else has taken it, but yeah, the jury's out on this one. And uh, it's Isaiah kiner Falefa who's struggling. Josh Donaldson's struggling. Hicks. I mean, I could go down the entire lineup. Um, anybody who's ever put on a twins uniform or even uh, been affiliated with the team is having a pretty rough season. Aaron Hicks, not an exception. So, I hope, I hope so, but I don't know, man, of all the things I do and don't believe about baseball facing a team in a uniform, uh, should not be one of those things that bothers a team, but for whatever reason, I feel like you could put the, uh, Rochester Red Wings, the Washington nationals current triple a farm team in Yankees uniforms and the twins would still struggle. So, uh, Yankee Stadium, Yankees uniforms. I don't know what it is, but it would really, really be nice to see the Twins exercise some of those demons. And who knows, maybe um, take first place coming out of uh, this Labor Day week.
0: Split would be cool. That'd be a three and four road trip after it started just disastrously. But we'll see what happens. Brandon, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. As always, Jacob says... Been a lifelong Mariners fan since Friday. As a model, <laughs> crazy, I've also been a lifelong Mariners fan since Friday, but this is a uh, huge Royals fan. Pretty cool that you guys
1: at two days old are tweeting and messaging and uh, hosting podcasts. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Hats off to you guys.
0: Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Reese. And thank you, Brandon. We'll talk soon.